it feels like I'm talking about mental health a lot <laughs> because this is some sort of a men's mental health podcast mixed in with MMA and regular stuff that uh, men usually do as hobbies or on the weekend or, you know, it might just be me. I might be talking to myself, which is fine because this is what I intended for the podcast to be. But June is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. I did not know that until this month. Um, This is the first time that I actually knew that uh, June was Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. And, you know, it's in the middle of the year. Father's Day, uh, my dad's birthday is actually near the end of June. So this month is kind of special to me now, realizing that it is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. So I went on my last um, recovery run last night. I have a 5K tomorrow morning. So this is, well, I have to do the UFC pay-per-view preview show after this. But I'm recording this because this is really important to me. And I stayed up for a while after my run yesterday just thinking about all the times where I needed help, right? And I don't want to make this podcast about me. I want to make this one about men and the trials and tribulations that we go through, stuff that we think about, and not necessarily... um, a harder than women's struggles, harder than, you know, people of color or whatever you want to compare men's health to. Because a lot of times our health does get pushed to the side. And some people or even some women even say, oh, it's cool, you can open up. But then we're some of sometimes we're called weak or not strong enough or, you know, be a man. And I'm here to tell you that a lot of the times, um, it is really hard to even open up and be emotional and be freeing about those thoughts in your head. So I kind of laid in bed watching Grey's Anatomy because sometimes it's pretty funny how everything happens on that show. But I was just sitting there thinking about all the stuff that I've been through as an adult. And when I say adult, I mean after I graduated college the first time. Um, I don't know if I've, I've probably said it on the podcast before, but I always say um, from ages zero to 18, they kind of really don't count. Yes, you learn a lot of valuable skills. Yes, you go through elementary school, middle school, high school, get your de- degree, get your diploma, and then go off into college. But A lot of times, you're not really having real responsibilities as in like taking care of a family. Your hardest responsibility might be going to a job that you wanted to do, paying for your stuff, and taking care of the family pet, right? And I can't say that those aren't important. I can't say those are difficult, but when it comes down to it, that's not really what real life is. Um, real life is when you close a door and you live alone and no one's going to help you and the bills are still coming in, right? I still remember um, when I thought I was depressed, which I turns out that I was. I've talked to my therapist about it and she's like, oh yeah, 
That is textbook depression. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to afford even this therapy session during that time because $130 was way too much money for me to spend on someone to talk to me, you know, Um, which in turn, it probably would have helped. But then I wouldn't have been able to eat or even go to work because I couldn't afford the, (laughs) the gas to go to work. But I think about all the times I spent alone and silence because I didn't, I couldn't afford uh, internet. Um, I couldn't afford more food. But a lot of times when you tell people those things, they're like, well, why don't you just go get a better job? Why don't you just do more? And when you're at your mental limit and you might not even know it because I, I truly didn't know. It. I thought I was tough enough and I got through it. I got through most of it unscathed. To a point, you know, I was surviving off of almonds, beef jerky, ground beef, and spinach, but, you know, I did get through it. But whenever I got pushed to the limits, Jack Daniels was my friend. Uh, I used to buy uh, the 750 milliliter bottle, uh, and if I was feeling really bad, I would buy the one point. Seven five, I think that's was a one point two. The big, the big, big bottle, and I would just drink it by the pint. I would say, or maybe half a pint. Any time that I felt like I reached my limit, and it helped, and I would always listen to Hotel California. Like to this day, if I smell Jack Daniels, if you give me a shot of Jack Daniels. Which I have no problem with. Um, it doesn't haunt me. But I can hear Hotel California playing in the background. And a lot of times, after I realized it was, I got really bad, I used to sit there and cry to myself. Because I remember those times being so hard that the only thing that seemed right was drinking whiskey. Now, I am a big bourbon fan, um, and again, it doesn't bother me. I I don't have an addictive personality, so I can quit, I can stop, I cannot do, I can live without. It's not a big deal. I, I have my priorities in check, but I can even, like, if I get the smell of it, I can, <laughs> I can hear Hotel California, and I remember myself laying down in the middle of my apartment <laughs> with no furniture, um, just barely getting by, you know, and there was no help, you know, you try to ask for help, you feel ashamed because you're a man and you wanted to do this. And for the longest time, and I still believe in this to this day, even though I went through those hard times, if you want to figure out who you are, you got to live by yourself and you got to see who you really are when push comes to shove. Now, I do not suggest (laughs) stretching yourself so thin that you live like me, right? Air mattress, steel chair, you know, your only utensils are um, plastic forks and knives. You got a pan, you got a a water filter. (laughs) Those are my luxuries. But when you sit there and think about it, you need to ask for help. There's a lot of points where I should have just asked for help. Again, it worked out in the end. Now I have this nice house. I live in the suburbs of Plano. 
I'm not struggling anymore to a degree. We're always broke, you know. There's no way to really get out of this hole unless you're really rich. But I'm I'm by no means in trouble. I still don't pay attention at the gas pump. I can go get a coffee or a drink anytime I go out. It's like I, I mark that as a measure of success because even before, I would have to plan out when I could get a monster if I wanted to have a really good training day. Like, <laughs> that's how bad it got. A $3 monster? Oh, don't get me started when it was buy one, get one. I would be so ecstatic. I would try to go find change or I would... um. I can't remember what, uh, the bottle caps, not bottle caps, the tabs on the soda cans. I used to go trade those in for a few cents and, and have it add up. I didn't get so far as giving plasma or blood, uh, but I, I truly thought about it. Like, I was pretty close. But again, I could have just asked for help. I could have quit. But I the measure of myself, I don't think I could have gone through with it. Now... I understand and realize the need for it. Um, but as as men, we do go through those trials and tribulations. We want to be that provider. We want to be that helper. We want to be that rock for a family, a significant other, a friend group. And sometimes it's truly difficult to to hold all those feelings in. I want to say I did it for 32 years. I was 33. Well, I mean, I'm 33 now, but I didn't start going until February of this year, which would make me 33. So I would say for a good 18 to 28, 10 years, 13 real years. Now, I did have childhood trauma that I worked through, but as an adult, I've held in 13 years worth of feelings now. It wasn't pretty. I'm not afraid to admit that I cried a lot when I was alone. Um, I'm glad I have my own home gym because I would work out so hard that it would it would cause me tears. Same thing with running. I would start crying while I was running because it's just letting go of that feeling of being pent up. And it's like... I always say I have a monster inside of me because you don't get through all the things that I've gone through and earning a scholarship to play football, you know, getting all A's and and having perfect attendance. You don't get through those tough things where it takes the discipline, it takes the want, it takes the drive. Without having a little bit of a monster inside of you going a little bit crazy like a caged animal. And that's kind of what happens as men. And a lot of people, which I wouldn't even say it's the worst thing. A lot of people take the easy way out. They get emotional. They get outlandish. They try to lash out to people. They get into bad habits. Now, I did have a bad habit with drinking Jack Daniels, but... I was so broke that that would hold me back. As terrible as that sounds, (laughs) that would hold me back. But I would always figure out a way to do it. Sometimes that'd be the first thing I buy with my paycheck because it was, what, $22 for that little bottle or $25, something like that. And I would just be like, all right, well, I'm going to 
this is going to help me for the week. Now I need to get my food and deal with buying the gas and deal with the scheduling to see if I can time it to where I need to get gas on my next paycheck instead of like I was planning around it. And that's not the healthiest way to do it. I did it, but it's not the healthiest way to get through it. So when you're feeling down and when you're feeling that angst to where you're about to explode and not because you're angry and not even because you're sad, sometimes you don't even know what what's going on. A lot of times I couldn't tell you or even describe to you what the feeling was I felt like inside my chest, my heart, my brain. I couldn't truly explain that feeling, but it, later on I figured out it's kind of like an anxiety or it might just be anxiety. I don't know. I haven't, you know, discovered what anxiety is outside of when I got trapped on that uh freight elevator at Whole Foods off a of park in uh in middle of Dallas. Man, now I felt it as soon as I pressed the open button on the door and nothing moved and I just kind of like started going down (laughs) I felt like some sort of electricity that like went up my arm and went into my body it was like you need to sit down and and when I say electricity I don't mean like a shock but like the feeling I could feel it crawl up my finger from pushing the button and like the realization that I am stuck on this elevator and I had food so there's like um a certain amount of time that you have to have the food and luckily I had like a like a ice cooler thing so I could keep everything within temperature to be able to to sell to a to the store but man I remember pushing that button sitting down in the corner and making a phone call like I am stuck on this elevator you guys need to get me out but that ang- anxious anxiety feeling inside your chest that you just want to like scream or punch or grit your teeth. You need to go talk to somebody about that. Now, I'm not saying that you need to go talk to your significant other or your best friend. Sometimes a good start is journaling. You know, why am I doing this? Who am I? Why do I feel like this? What am I going through? I didn't look any of this these things up. I would just write these down and look in my bathroom mirror, look at myself in my bathroom mirror and talk to myself like what what is going on with you? Why do you feel like this? And a lot of times it helped me put myself at ease cuz I got it out. And not necessarily just keeping it in and keeping it to myself and trying to keep up this facade of a a tough guy. Now I am a tough guy and I could keep it to myself, but in the end it's not necessary. Now some people are wired different. I think my dad is one of those people because I have not seen the emotion change on his face my entire 33 years of living. And he's been through some tough times. He's been through some hard times. He's been laid off. He's retired twice. Uh, he went over to Iraq. There's a lot of things that he's done where he just comes back home. And is like, all right, I got I gotta go cut the grass. 
all right, I got to go move these things. I got to go do X, Y, Z. Never stops. You know, he might take a nap and that's it. But most of us aren't like that, you know. So at the end of the day, it is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. And if you get anything out of this podcast is go talk to somebody. Go thank your parents. Go thank your best friends. Try to meet a new friend. Go find that therapist that you should have <laughs> you should have hit up five years ago. Or just start journaling. Find healthy outlets instead of keeping it inside. Because at the end of the day, it's going to kill you. You're going to get high blood pressure. You're going to get massive stress. And that's mostly why men die before women. We do a lot of dumb things, yes, but a lot of times we do keep these angers and fears inside of us. And you can act healthy and be okay all you want on the outside, but on the inside, it will let you know that you're doing pretty bad. All right? So I know this is not like the normal upbeat podcasting style that you guys probably enjoy, but this stuff needs to be said a lot of times we're all, as men, we're afraid to explore these avenues of our brain, of our lives, of our feelings. And I'm here to tell you that I'm judging you if you explore it. But it's kind of funny because I'm doing the same thing, right? <laughs> I'm kidding, man. I'm not judging you. But find a way to get that ball rolling because I promise you, you'll feel way better about it. And even if it doesn't change your life for the better, at least you got to release some of that energy and now you got a little bit less stress about it, all right? So coming up, we got UFC pay-per-view preview show. Uh, Amanda Nunez is fighting again with Irene Aldana. We got Charles Oliveira and Benil Darius. I'm going to talk about those fights coming up on the next episode, all right? Peace.